Wasabi Wallet. Unfairly private. What's up, everyone? Ben with the BTC Sessions here, and this is your daily session. Huddle that Bitcoin. Before we dive into the news, of course, shout out to sponsors of the show, Ledin.io. This is where you can use your Bitcoin for a few different services. They've got their Bitcoin savings account where you can earn interest on your Bitcoin paid in Bitcoin. They've got their Bitcoin-backed loans where you can use your Bitcoin as collateral to obtain a Canadian or US dollar loan. So if you're in a pinch, you need to get your hands on dollars, but you don't want to necessarily sell your Bitcoin because you're worried about price fluctuations. It could go up. Well, this could be an option for you and you preserve your Bitcoin purchasing power and get your Bitcoin back the moment you pay back your loan. And finally, they've got their B2X offering and this is where you can get double the exposure to the price fluctuations of Bitcoin. If you want to check out any of that, there is a link in the show notes down below and if you opt to get a Bitcoin back loan using that link, they will actually credit your account with an additional $50 worth of Bitcoin. Uh, secondly, we've got Rise Wallet. This is a Bitcoin gift card that you can pick up at a store near you and gift to anybody you like. I think it's an excellent onboarding mechanism. It's super idiot-proof, super easy. The way it works is you head to the store, you pick one of these up, you pay an activation fee, and then you gift it to whoever you want. When the person gets the card, all they have to do is download the app, scratch a code on the back of the card, and scan it. It instantly creates them a brand new Bitcoin wallet and sends them an on-chain transaction for the face value of the card. I think it's awesome. I've gifted it a ton already. Um, and if you want to check them out, you can head over to risewallet.com, click on locations and see where it's available near you. Now, this is currently only available in Canada, but they are looking at expanding. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. And if it happens not to be near a location that you're near in Canada, you can always go to coincards.ca and get one delivered to you. With that, let's dive into the news. It was 11 years ago today that Hal Finney famously tweeted running Bitcoin. It was January 10th, 2009 at 8.33 p.m. Uh, Although that's my time, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, so those of you unfamiliar with Hal Finney, maybe you're relatively new to Bitcoin or you just haven't heard of him yet, uh, he's a pretty great guy. And, and so I'm going to read just a quick little bit about him here. Hal Finney was a software engineer and an early member of the Cypherpunks. Finney was a notable advocate of cryptography and digital privacy. He worked for the PGP Corporation, where he developed some of the earliest PGP code. He also built the first anonymous remailer, the first proof-of-work-based digital cash system, reusable proofs-of-work, and received the very first Bitcoin transaction sent by Satoshi Nakamoto. Hal died of ALS, unfortunately, in 2014, leaving behind his family, but was cryopreserved by the Alcor Life Extension Foundation. There, of course, has been speculation as to whether or not Hal Finney himself was Satoshi. I myself don't believe so, but uh, if anybody's deserving of a title like that, it would be Hal. Um, he definitely has gone too soon. We didn't deserve him, but we were happy to have him while we did. So Hal Finney, I do tip my hat to you and the wonderful work he did. Uh, you definitely contribute a lot. 
so with that, let's dive into the rest of the next story here. Uh, the guys over at Decrypt did a little bit of digging in regards to cloud mining. So what is cloud mining? That's where uh, somebody else does the heavy lifting of obtaining mining hardware, setting it up, running it, maintaining it, and you rent that hardware in order to mine Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. Now, most mining is thought of as being heavily concentrated in China because that's where a lot of the ASIC chips are fabricated, though there are companies starting to pop up outside of China that do it as well. Still, a lot of ASIC manufacturing happens in China. Uh, also, a lot of mining pools are centered in China. Now, mining pools, of course, are a ton of different miners pooling their resources from around the globe into a central entity and then splitting the rewards because it's too difficult to mine on your own. Um, but uh, regardless, a lot of those pools are based in China, um, but comprise of users that are outside of China. Uh, regardless, it would lead one to believe that also cloud mining is likely to be heavily centered in China more so than anywhere else. But that tends not to be the case according to this. So the guys at Decrypt went and took a look at unique visitors to cloud mining websites um, to kind of decipher who is kind of leading the way, leading the pack in that uh, respect. Now, China tends to get um, or Chinese uh, cloud miners tend to get around 80,000 unique visitors to their websites every month, whereas in Russia, oddly enough, 130,000 unique visitors each month. Uh, so Russia damn near doubling traffic to cloud mining sites in comparison to China. After China, next up was Ukraine with around 56,000 unique monthly users. Um, now, just to speak to cloud mining itself, I will say that it tends not to be a profitable endeavor. Reason being is obviously the company setting up all the mining equipment. They have to take all their expenses off the top first and mining profits tend to be razor thin. So to already split that up and divvy it up and pay you only a portion of that, uh, you could barely be breaking even. On top of that, you're buying a certain amount of hash power at a specific time. And with new hash power joining the network all the time, it gets more and more competitive. So the payout you thought you were going to be getting um, month after month may end up being less and less and less. And there are certainly plenty of instances where people have just not been not even gotten money, the money back that they initially put in. On top of that, you also have to navigate some of the scams. Some of these cloud mining companies say that they have infrastructure in place, but really there's no mining equipment and they're just taking people's money. So uh, all in all, cloud mining is definitely not something that's attractive to me, but uh, to each their own. Uh, moving on to this uh garbage story. I don't I don't want to spend too much time on this. We've talked about Craig Wright before. Uh, he's the guy pretending to be Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator of Bitcoin. Um, he was sued by da the Kleinman estate. So Dave Kleinman's brother. Uh, Dave Kleinman um, reportedly worked with Craig Wright early on in Bitcoin. And the case was saying that Craig Wright had stolen Bitcoin from Dave Kleiman early on uh, fraudulently. And so 
the court found and demanded that Craig Wright pay 550,000 Bitcoin to the Climate Estate, which is in the billions of dollars. Uh, however, throughout that case, um, the legal team from Craig Wright submitted tons of documents that were clearly either doctored or falsified in some way, shape or form. Um, and and the, the judge himself said that uh, the whole testimony was just more or less trash. It was just completely um, dishonest and, and in some cases, malicious. Uh, so what's happening here, there was a massive pump in the price of Bitcoin SV, which Craig Wright you know, created and said is the real Bitcoin. And uh, I was wondering what the hell was going on. It looks like he's now dumped a ton of dossiers, like 400 and something dossiers on the plaintiff saying, hey, here's all this information about the new information about the Tulip Trust, which is where these supposedly missing Bitcoins or locked Bitcoins have been locked away for, you know, the past number of years. He was said that he was going to gain access to them as of January 1st from a bonded courier. Well, there's been no movement of coins or anything like that. And I'm guessing that this all these dossiers are going to be more of the same doctored and uh, misleading documents that just kind of kick the can down the road until the inevitable happens when it's proven that clearly he's not Satoshi, although he can keep claiming it all he wants and, and hand wave it away. And I mean, if you still believe him at this point, then not much can be said. I guess I'll sum it up by this tweet by uh, Nunya Business on, uh, on Twitter here. I, he says it better than I could have ever. Talk about hopium, for fuck's sakes, people. How many times do you get lied to before you figure this shit out? Yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, Chinese crypto users lost a massive 20K per capita in scams last year. So uh, there's a report here. Cryptocurrency scams were the most common type of online financial fraud reported in China last year. The average person reporting a cryptocurrency scam lost 134,000 yuan, which is almost 20,000 US dollars. According to the 2019 Cyber Fraud Trend Research Report, an annual study issued by China's leading security services provider, and the 360 Enterprise Security Group. The study, published on Tuesday, provides a fascinating snapshot of China's online uh, crime epidemic. A fall in reports of cybercrime as a whole, coupled with a high per capita losses, indicate that China's online scammers are targeting wealthier individuals and becoming increasingly sophisticated, according to the analysis. Now, it's worth noting, as they said there, that uh, actual reports of fraud, of online fraud, have dropped. So in 2017, there were 24,260 reports of online fraud, whereas in 2019, it was 15,505. So a substantial drop there, but it does indeed seem like they're just refocusing their efforts on more wealthy individuals to get more bang for their buck. And it seems to be working. Uh, I'm inclined to believe that this kind of stuff will continue to happen until people become more privy to Bitcoin, how it works, that it's irreversible, um, and people will be less likely to fall for this kind of thing. But scammers are always going to be out there and they're always going to be looking for the next easiest way to scam you. So, you know, the best way to deal with this, I believe, is just education and prevention. 
And one last thing to touch on today. It's not much of a story, even though some people are making it a story. Uh, Elon Musk tweeted out, Bitcoin is not my safe word. And of course, uh, Bitcoiners on Twitter are always happy to see Elon Musk mention anything about uh, Bitcoin and and uh, yeah, I don't know. Twitter kind of blew up. It's at, at the time of looking at this, it has like eighty six thousand likes and uh, around seven thousand retweets. Um, but anyways, <laughs> is there any significance to this? What could he mean? There's plenty of articles speculating on all that kind of stuff, and people on Twitter and uh, having a heyday over it. Uh, I think it's just Elon Musk being himself and just stirring the pot and having some fun. It wouldn't be the first time. Uh, anyways, I'm going to leave it there, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, of course, always hit like, subscribe, and share, whether you're on YouTube or listening to this on the podcast platform of your choice. It's always great to have you guys here and listening and joining in. Be sure to share this out. It's always great to have new people watching and listening. Uh, second, if you want to help with the show in another way, you can always hit up the sponsors as I mentioned down below, Ledin and Rise Wallet, and check out Wasabi Wallet to add some privacy to your Bitcoin. And finally, of course, you can check out NordVPN. I use this on my computer and my phone all the time. It hides your IP address, it encrypts your browsing data, and has some other added benefits like unlocking geo-blocked content. If you click the link or if you head to nordvpn.com and use the code BTC Sessions, all one word, then you get a special deal where it ends up only being three bucks and 49 cents a month, which is pretty damn good in my opinion. And with that, I will wrap up Again, thank you guys. Always awesome having you here. And I will see you after the weekend for your daily session.